Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on www.vhha.com and on popular podcast hosting sites and apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 AM across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. And with that out of the way, today we are doing something of a meta-podcast with Dr. Mark Shapiro, who is a hospitalist and the Associate Medical Director for St. Joseph's Health Medical Group in California. Dr. Shapiro is also the founder, producer, and host of the Explore the Space podcast. We'll discuss his clinical work and how he channels that experience into podcasting. But first, welcome to the program, Dr. Shapiro. Thank you so much for having me, Julian. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, sir. Well, let's start by talking about the continued evolution of the American healthcare delivery system, Dr. Shapiro. You've spent your clinical career working in hospital settings and having witnessed changes in state law in California to expand coverage to underserved Californians through federal policy change, such as the Affordable Care Act and its implications for coverage access, and now the abrupt changes caused by COVID-19 that have accelerated more widespread adoption of virtual visits and telemedicine consultations. This is a mouthful of a question, but what are your observations on the current pace of delivery system changes, even as some policymakers continue to call for a single-payer system, and the implications for patients, providers, and payers? You know, it's a critical question. It's a mouthful of a question, but it's a critical question. And I'll pick up on just a couple words that you use that I think define this issue, and that's pace of change. We have had to adapt at a pace of change that I've been in practice since I finished residency in 2006 a pace of change that I haven't seen before. And as someone who, you know, likes to follow the history of medicine and enjoys, you know, as a history major in college and sort of enjoys having that strategic awareness, it's hard to find a corollary. It's hard to find a good comparison to the pace of change that we've had to implement starting, you know, February, March, April of 2020 in the United States in terms of how we deliver healthcare. The analogy I like to use is like an aircraft carrier that has to turn 90 degrees on a dime. And in a lot of ways, I think we've been able to do it it's been rocky. It's been extraordinarily challenging. On the outpatient side, as you alluded to, it's the pivot to the digital platforms, the virtual visits, the telemedicine, and getting that up and running. And then the hospital side, it's making sure people understand what's going on in hospitals, what precautions are being taken for people to know that they can still come to the hospital when they're sick. The difficulty with this pace of change as it has moved It's been successful in a lot of ways, but I think one of the things that it's important for us to really have a specific eye on is the way it has also amplified some of the gaps in how we deliver healthcare. We have a baked in assumption that people who are doing virtual visits, that everyone has that sort of access, and that's not the case. Across the United States, it would be a mistake to think that everybody has good Wi-Fi, everybody has a platform that they can use, everyone is comfortable with that. As we sprint ahead into this new virtual delivery system, it's really imperative that we keep an eye on those that we could potentially leave behind because those are our highest risk populations. So it's our obligation while we get excited about that sprint that we make sure that no one is lagging and that we're figuring out how to implement change to bring everybody in the loop or we're going to worsen the differences in healthcare delivery. We're going to worsen the healthcare disparities that have been made clear by COVID for our black communities, for our Latinx communities, for our people who just don't have that same level of access to technology. That's a real issue, but it's also a real opportunity for us to bring those communities back into the fold. That's a great observation about access to Wi-Fi and broadband. I think people think about a state like California 
and think of its its densely populated areas, whether it's in the Bay or Southern California. But California, like many states, like Virginia, has rural populations and rural pockets. And expanding broadband access here in Virginia has been an ongoing policy discussion. I, I would imagine something similar is happening in California. So it's a really great point. After asking you to get a bit wonky, here's a semi-serious question to lighten the mood a little bit. You work in the Sonoma County, California area, which is renowned as wine country. In your professional medical opinion, Dr. Shapiro, is one glass of wine a day good for your health? <laughs> it's a great question. You're right. Sonoma County is, in my opinion, the finest wine in the world. I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I certainly have that home field bias. So <laughs> I'll, I'll stand behind that statement. Alcohol consumption is different for everybody. There is no great consensus. There are some people who should avoid alcohol, and they would do that based on the recommendations of their physicians, based on whatever underlying medical conditions that they have. But enjoying a glass of wine, if it is felt to be safe, and if you feel like you can do it in moderation, certainly it is a, it is a nice adjunct to quality of life, especially in a time where we are all in a, in a really dramatic crucible. And for your palate, red or white? That's a great question. It's all very contextual. It just depends on what we're doing. I like to be agile. Just like we, we try to be agile in lots of things, we try to be open-minded and ready for whatever comes. If something's pouring and the opportunity is there, I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. Well, we appreciate uh, your sommelier observations there. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> as we mentioned a few moments ago, Dr. Shapiro is the host and founder of Explore the Space, a podcast created in 2015 that is now eclipsed the 200-episode mark. And I'll just insert a shameless plug here for this podcast which was established in 2017, is now three-plus years old and nearing the 100-episode mark, but I digress a little bit. Dr. Shapiro, tell us about the inspiration for the Explore the Space podcast, the types of issues and healthcare topics it covers, and what has kept you going five years into this journey. First of all, congratulations on almost hitting 100, and I'll just give you that post-dated card in the mail now. It's a big achievement, <laughs> Thank you. and you should, Thank be, you. you should feel really good about it because it's a lot of work. So, you know, Explore the Space really came to me. I'd been in practice as a physician for about nine years after residency when I started the show. And what I'd been observing over the course of my career, you know, I'd become comfortable as an attending. I was practicing good medicine. I was part of an amazing medical group in San Diego. And I was really enjoying my work. But you could see these growing disparities. You could see these disconnects. You could see these friction points between those who were seeking health care and those who were trying to deliver health care. And that's at the local level, that's at the state level, that's at the national level. And for me, as both an education tool and as an opportunity to educate and entertain, it seemed like a good space to fit in. In parallel, I was an early podcast adopter. I always loved audiobooks and the oral tradition, and so I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. And I had some friends who were doing a podcast that I was watching them do it, and, and for me, the biggest barrier was the technology piece. And once I kind of figured that out, then it was, okay, what do I want to talk about and who is my audience? And I set a really ambitious goal. I did not narrow my audience. My audience is those who seek to deliver healthcare and those who seek healthcare. So that really brings pretty much anybody into the fold. And with that as a foundation, it's just allowed me to have a really eclectic, a really diverse, a really fun and agile list of guests and topics. So we've done everything from leadership to climate change to gun safety and gun violence reduction to gender equity, to you know, emerging topics around systemic racism and anti-racism in medicine. I don't do didactic stuff. I don't do, hey, how do we manage heart failure? There are awesome podcasts that do that. That's not what I'm about. My episodes are really crafted to be conversations with experts on topics 
that are engaging and engrossing for a broad audience. And the cool thing is, too, is they're evergreen, which means you can dip into the archive and pull something out from 2016, 2017. It's as good as the day that I aired it. This isn't temporal stuff. I don't break news. This is how do we look to get better? How do we communicate better? How do we come together in new and different ways on critical, essential topics so that we have some shared understanding and we move forward? And I don't speak in platitudes. Those terms mean a lot to me. That really is what we seek. These are not platitudes that don't carry any weight. These are the lofty aspirations that on the show we set out to try to get better at. And I think that that style of engaging people and engaging your guests really shines through in your podcast, having listened to several episodes in preparation for our recording session. That authenticity and, and that connection with people, I think, is really powerful. So congratulations and continued success there. So Appreciate with it. people who are looking for the Explore the Space podcast, where can they listen to it uh, online, on your website, what hosting apps, social media, where should people connect with the podcast or find it? Yeah, I appreciate you asking. So the website for Explore the Space podcast is www.explorethespaceshow.com. And the whole archive is there. There's also the links to the other podcasts that I've been a guest on. There's links to some other stuff that we've done. But the, the whole archive of 200 and now 202 episodes is all there. And when you go to the archive page, you'll see the different topics. And you can dip into the ones that sound interesting. You don't have to start at episode one and listen to 202. You can find the topics and then dive in and say, oh, that's someone I've heard of. Oh, that's a topic that's interesting to me. Hey, I really want to hone in on climate change. Let's see what's here. And so you can look at those topics, and there's a whole variety, everything from advocacy to leadership to sports and art and getting into gender equity, climate change, these sorts of things. They're all there, and you can go and look there. You can find Explore the Space on any of the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. They're all there. So wherever you like to download your shows, you can find it. And then I'm very active on social media. Primarily, I'm active on Twitter. And at ETS show is where I am on Twitter. And obviously I can be emailed too. And I love getting emails from people hearing about what's good, what's suggested, how can I get better? Mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Okay. So find Dr. Shapiro on Twitter, find him online, find him on podcast hosting sites or email him. He's given you all the points of contact. So appreciate you sharing that. And with those questions covered, Dr. Shapiro, I have a few other questions now just to give listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work you do. The first question is this. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given. It's contextual, but I think it applies to a lot of people. And it was given to me after residency, and it was remember how to have fun. And, you know, medical school and residency can feel like a real, real challenge. They're busy. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of time. It can feel all consuming. And as I say that, I think that that statement may resonate with people in a different way, and that's all okay. But that idea, remember how to have fun, not remember to have fun, but remember how to have fun. What things instill that sense of fun and joy in you? Remember how to do it. That was really critical advice for me. That is a great piece of advice. We have to live our lives with purpose, but we should never get too serious to the point that we forget that that sort of childlike wonderment about the world. So I think that's great advice. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Next question for you, sir, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a difficult question to ask in September of 2020. <laughs> Let me think about it. You know, I, I probably a delicious roast chicken, some vegetables, a salad, uh, mashed potatoes or a baked potato. 
and a, and a, just a big bowl of all the wonderful ice creams that are out there, Hagen Dazs or Ben and Jerry's, something like that. What what ice cream flavor would be your last meal ice cream flavor? My wife and I have been working through a carton of Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie, okay. and that so that one <laughs> leaps right out because it's pretty delicious. Hagen Dazs chocolate peanut butter, I would say, is also very commendable. Um, but you know what? If it's ice cream, we'll, we'll eat it. If you like chocolate and peanut butter and that mix of sweet and salty, uh, Ben and Jerry's has a new flavor, Netflix and Chill, which I know is a euphemism for something we're not going to discuss on this podcast. But it's got chocolate plus peanut butter plus salty pretzel bits in it. It's actually really tasty. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds excellent. (laughs) Uh, Next question for you, Dr. Shapiro. What is the top item on your bucket list? Boy, again, just such an interesting question to ask. If you asked me this, nine months ago, my answer would be really different. I would really like to just be able to sit at a banquet table with friends and family and have a long meal with a big menu and delicious things to eat and drink and take all the time we want in that room with the music, with the, with the togetherness, uh, thinking about something like that, especially now, being able to do something like that would be incredibly meaningful. Well, as they say, absence makes the heart grow fond. And I think all of us yeah. are longing some more of those interpersonal connections yeah. that, are, that have now become yeah. virtual, as we talked about in yeah. a clinical setting yeah. a moment ago. And then finally, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Holy moly. Okay, uh, my book that I would pick, oh my gosh, this is such a difficult question. I will just, doing some free association, I'll go with The Chosen by Chaim Potok. Okay. For my, uh, for my album, I'll go with Ride the Lightning by Metallica. And for my movie, I will go with, I got to pick something long and, and, and complex so I could really spend some time with it. Uh, for my movie, The Big Lebowski. Let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Okay. The dude abides. The dude abides. The dude abides. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you sharing some time with us from your busy schedule, and I appreciate you sharing all of those picks and those pearls of wisdom with us. And that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And thanks to our guest, Dr. Mark Shapiro, hospital leader and the founder and host of the Explore the Space podcast for joining us today. Please check out his podcast. And Dr. Shapiro, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. 